This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Aaron McGowan, certified personal trainer and sweaty-ass motherfucker. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and dry-ass fatherfucker. <laughs> you found the dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration. Motivation. And sometimes, occasionally, mm. when everything works out well, information. Hey, dumbbells, let's get dumb. I flipped it. I flipped what you said. I twisted it. We don't always comment on each other. I don't like to do it. It feels lazy on my end, but I, I, I couldn't resist. I'm glad you, you didn't. I think this this episode is starting off stronger than ever. Absolutely the strongest we've ever done. My dad... <laughs> My dad not a, never has listened to an episode, but if he was a regular listener, he would have like fucking thrown his headphones out of his ears. He's like, holy <laughs> shit, I've never <laughs> fucked my son. <laughs> oh God, I didn't think about me. if my mom listens to this. That's a bad, that's a bad sign. If she is listening to this podcast, she deserves an award for holding in all of her comments for the last year and a half. Has your mom ever put headphones on before? It's hard to picture her. With Actually, I've never seen her... Actually, with headphones in or on. Interesting. Yeah, I'd love to. Let's get her some pods, AirPods. Some AirPods? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. She doesn't have an Apple phone. Does that matter? Nah, she, they, don't, they don't have to play anything. I just want to see her with <laughs> Our guest in. is quietly nodding his head. <laughs> it matters. Let's introduce our guest. Uh, joining us on the podcast today, we have a great director, um, editor, filmmaker, um, he's also one of the co-hosts of the amazing podcast, Cinema Possessed. Um, everybody should check that one out. Um, one half of the directing duo, uh, Jack and Justin. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Jack C. Bishop. Woo! Wow. Got my middle initial in there, too. Woo. Got the middle Woo. initial, I know, from the email address. Um, <laughs> what does it stand for? Chauncey? or Any guesses? Yeah, Chauncey. No, it's not Chauncey. It's Clark. Charles? Oh, Clark. Clark. Jack what? Clark Bishop. Jack. Technically, I'm John Clark Bishop, but my dad's also named John. And so they've always called me Jack, but it's a nickname that is now basically a permanent name. But uh, legally, I'm a John. Uh, is that if anybody oh, wants wow. to steal my ID? Is, that, wow, is wow. Jack always short for Jonathan? <laughs> Not Jonathan, John. I mean, just, maybe Jonathan too, but for me, it's just John. You're just um, John. Just John, but Jack. Uh, and yeah, I know I know um, two other people who have who go by Jack, but are technically John. And some people can just straight up be named Jack, which I like, and I kind of <laughs> wish was the case for me. It's real confusing when like I have to. Some people write me checks as Jack, oh, and occasionally the bank will like not nah, take them. Dude, we're not going to take this shit, John. <laughs> One time, somebody booked a flight for me. Under Jack, and I didn't realize that until I got to the airport, and they were like, "You can't get on the plane. Yeah, you're get not on this fucking Jack. plane, John. It was wow. a nightmare. Get the fuck That's out of here, John crazy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do wish that uh, I was technically a Jack, but let's legally change it. What? A, it's an easy. Yeah, process, you can do right? that. It feels like it's hard, though. Yeah, I, I know. It's I've not looked into it. Endlessly at all, complicated. It feels like, it's like you're in fucking court and shit doing that, and you're just yeah. like, what is? What you is don't this? have to go to. I'm trying court. to avoid the DMV and any of that stuff at all costs. You know. Oh, that's yeah. true. I'm like, I changed my last name. Like, 
People do it all the time when they get married. Just do it if you it want. It feels like last name might be easier than the first, weirdly you, Once you're in there, you can just do it all. Oh, just really? Saying. Okay. You know yeah. who we got to talk to is Chad Ochocinco. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or Meta World person. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. Find out what, what it all entails because they've been <laughs> through or it. Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go, Rob? <laughs> yeah, well, I wonder if he changed his middle name too. If he threw anything fun in there. Yeah, I would go for Dragula. <laughs> yeah, Rob Dragula Zombie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was the name of um, Grandpa Munster's car, Aaron? Yes. It I know you know, oh, Jack. I knew. <laughs> I know. Okay. I have been, I, I've been praying a lot about this episode. I know you guys are going to know so much movie shit and I'm just here for the ride. I've been drinking since 11. Hey, that's not even movie I'm, shit. That's TV, <laughs> that's and, TV and rock music shit. Okay, yeah. There's you more. Know that, okay. You, I, <laughs> you know, Dragula the song, right? It's a good song. Yeah. I, it's a classic. I think so. Sing yeah. it. Dig, dig through the, the ditches and burn through the witches oh, yeah. and slam in the yeah. back of my Dragula. Dragula. <laughs> yeah, I do. I have done that. that in a karaoke before, and it uh, just destroys the whole night after you do that one. <laughs> Don't nobody, start with Dracula. Nobody will follow. <laughs> well, Jewel thank you guys leaves. for both singing. That was really nice. Oh hey, man, this is a dream come true. We're gonna yes and each other. Um, <laughs> Aaron, if you'd like to learn more about movies, you should listen to Cinema Possessed. I mean, they're watching Please. Great, watching great stuff. They're doing giveaways. I mean, if you win mm -hmm. the contest, oh mm -hmm. you can get Blu-ray copies of the movies that they do. But it is, is true. Now, where do you I, play a Blu-ray? <laughs> on a Blu-ray player <laughs> only. Where? Where do you? If you get have a PS Five, do you have okay, a PS Five? We do have that. We do have that. There you go. Then Jason's you got one. You got four K. Yeah, Jason. You're a 4K one. player. You're going to look fucking beautiful. You're going to get a lot of features. You're going to get director's mm -hmm. commentary. All them bonus all features. Bloopers. Have you ever listened to bloopers sometimes? Yes. For sure. Aaron, have Some you ever listened to a director's commentary? Have you ever like been that invested in a movie to sit and listen to the director just talk over the movie the whole time? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> is there a movie that you would have? An, <laughs> would you have? Is there a movie that you would be interested in that for? Like a movie you love so much? You know what movie I just rewatched that I really love is the P Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice movie. Mm -hmm. oh, it's good. And I would actually maybe because I've mm -hmm. seen that movie so many times, I would yeah. maybe watch it with the director's cut just to hear what's up. Like, is it like? And, and a lot of the movies too will have cast commentaries as well. Even, Enjoyed some tea before we started shooting, and everybody had a bit of a laugh. Had a nice, it. had a nice nap before. Cucumber sandwiches were served at this moment in time, and I'll remember Kira had a little bit of a seed stuck in her teeth. Be like that level of shit, but you know you should definitely check it out. The guy, there's a guy in there who looks like a redheaded Clay Aiken, and it just always like I should look into what he's up to these days because maybe it is redheaded Clay Aiken, maybe it is. is. It, maybe it's Ron Weasley. It's not yeah. Ron Weasley, Whoever but that, he looks very similar, similar vibe. Mm -hmm. guys. Um, but uh, yeah, you should listen to the Total Recall one. I've talked about it a bunch before, where Schwarzenegger literally just describes what's happening on the screen. Right. Like there's no <laughs> insight. And Paul Verhoeven, great filmmaker, 
crazy yeah. interesting guy is trying to like he knows what you're supposed to do and so he's trying to give mm-hmm. some anecdotes and arnold will just over talk him so he'll be like yes this was a moment where we were trying to and arnold will be like, no, no no this is you can see that the the, the course that they have the sledgehammer here and that they, they're sledgehammering and that they're, they're drilling him in the side of the face and you the, see he doesn't know yeah. he doesn't know this is a dream yeah <laughs> this is, this is really, you know that the, the therapist is sweating so that, the, that he knows that, that, that something scary is happening you know and you're just like this poor director just and then at a certain point you're just like fuck it this guy's you know yeah. like a you know a Austrian bodybuilder with a cigar. I'm just going to let him say whatever the fuck mm-hmm. I want. With towel around my head at this moment. And then you, you, you did the Johnny Cab, and then it's crazy. This is amazing that this is this is happening here. And so there's like no fun stories or anecdotes, which I'm sure they're mm-hmm. endless on that movie because it's a fascinating movie and super yeah. super fun watch. There's um, hopefully there's like an alternate commentary, like minus Arnold. Yeah, <laughs> just you can you actually to like get some information. <laughs> They're like, hey, we're serving some fucking strudel over there if you want. And then just like lock the door quickly, like tell a couple of quick anecdotes about, you know, how they pulled all that shit off. Yeah, they're going to Mars now. And then just like quiet. They've been getting on, getting on the, the subway that they've been getting on and it's crazy. Um, but we're not here to talk about, well, we can talk about movies a little bit. We always do, but. Uh, It'll happen in the future. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) unavoidable for me. Uh, Jack, so you've had quite a fitness journey, um, you know, done a lot of different stuff. Yes, tried many different things. Yeah, many different things. You're looking really fit right now. Um, You're a rangy guy, tall, rangy guy. But Mm -hmm. how did it start for you? Tell us about growing up, um, if you were playing any sports growing up, if you... (laughs) I kind of know the answer to this already. If you came from a household that encouraged sports and healthy eating or (laughs) that's something Uh, you found on your own later. I was pretty active as a kid and I did play sports. I played mostly baseball, um, but I also played basketball uh, for two seasons and um, I did Taekwondo. Um, I never loved sports. I certainly didn't love watching them. I enjoyed playing them to an extent, but basically anytime it got like super competitive or people started taking it seriously, I would like check out. So I played little league baseball all growing up and almost every season, like five games into it. I was like, I'm done with this. (laughs) Um, But you know, it, it, it helped me stay active and like all my friends loved sports. And so we played a lot of sports all the time growing up, but as so much of my childhood was like trying to get my friends to do anything else but play sports. <laughs> so like physical activity like that wasn't like my favorite thing in the world. Um, but I did it, you know, um, I, I did. And you grew up uh, in the South, right? I grew up in Arkansas. Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I, think and, that, uh, I think there's an S at the end. So, yeah, know, Arkansas I wanna, is. I don't want to embarrass you. Is there? Yeah. I don't, I'm illiterate, so I don't know how it's <laughs> to read or spell. <laughs> Um, uh, we know what illiterate okay. means. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I grew up in like a neighborhood that was like pretty sprawling and had a lot of woods in it too. And so I did just a, like a lot of hopping fences and riding bikes and traversing the, the, the neighborhood with my friends. Did you so ever find like, any pornography in the woods? Oh my God. I have 
some of the best times of my life. <laughs> there was two, there wait, was two big, wait, two big occasions. How did you know to ask that Stanger? <laughs> Just because it's pre-internet. Woods. It was like, you used to be able to find porno mags or porno in the woods, yes. in the woods. Woods. Yeah. Woods. Whoa. One time was a, a neighbor, uh, actually had the pornography. I don't know where he got them. And he was a little bit older than us. And he, uh, basically gave them to us. I think because he, I think the heat was on him a little bit. And so he needed to, to get rid of it. So he gave it to us and we, it was in this little briefcase that was like falling apart, but it was probably like 10 hardcore magazines. Oh um, this was my yeah, first experience. Cause there's with, gradations, Aaron. There's like playboy, which is just kind of like, this was not playboy. Airbrush. And then there's <laughs> other like club international swing. Yes. We, yeah. Um, we, which I this was, call these were we, I think. But it's like it's very, very graphic. Yeah, like, just well, I remember looking like at we them fit and what and we yeah fits. we is in like <laughs> we we or or the French for yes oh yeah. w e e <laughs> oh oh um, o u i what did I say yeah <laughs> you said, <laughs> you said like p wee wee oh good wee 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 okay and um wow. yeah so we had this like briefcase of porn that we hid underneath a um an air conditioning unit in somebody's backyard that was like kind of connected to this ditch so we would we would get in we would go into this ditch and pull this little briefcase out from under uh the air conditioning unit and look at the pornography and this was well before puberty masturbation we didn't do any of that but we were like Enjoying something interesting about this, but (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I remember saying stuff like anatomy lesson. My dick feels funny. I remember saying, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. And I remember just being a lot of questions about it like, is this literally how much comes out? And like, you know, do you think these are real? Uh, and it was a lot of like, can't be, can't be real in terms of just sizes of things. Um, And then I remember like my parents walking into the living room while I was watching TV and being like, did, I won't say the neighbor's name, show you pornography? And it was like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) because I knew he had gotten busted and somehow it had been it had been told. And they were like, do you have it? it? And I was like, no. (laughs) And they're like, are you sure you don't have it? And I was like, promise I don't have any of it. And they're like, "Okay, well, you know you know, none of that stuff is real. Right. Which was really confusing to hear. Cause I was like, it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure um, I saw it. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. And it didn't disturb me. Like I wasn't having nightmares about it or anything like that. And so, but I think that's maybe what they were afraid of. Yeah. Um, and so I basically lied and said we didn't have it. And then the next day we went and took that briefcase and like took it out to the woods and tried to shred Mm-hmm. everything and <laughs> oh throw gosh. it, but it ended up just spreading shredded pornography all over like the brush. And so it, it be, made it more obvious. <laughs> so then we tried to burn it and then that started to turn into a, an issue. And so then we just kind of like buried it in mud and ran away. And so essentially we left, we passed, we paid it forward <laughs> yeah. to, to the next group of kids. Somebody's going to find it. A little burn and then this, shred of some titties. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Holy shit. Like a treasure map or something. <laughs> And then the second time it happened, a friend, this was maybe only like a year later, a friend of mine, we were all playing video games and he said, um, have y'all ever seen a portal? And we were like, what? He was like a portal. Oh my gosh. And we were like, Stargate or? Yeah, exactly. It was like a portal through time. He was like, there's a portal in a trash can in the woods. And uh, we were like a portal as in like 
uh, yeah, time traveling portal. And he was like, no, like a magazine with naked people. And we were like, a porno? <laughs> and he was like, I guess. And we were like, take us there right now. <laughs> You know, and one, on of my friends, bikes. <laughs> one of my friends uh, wore Jinko pants. So he had these like huge wide-legged Jinko pants. And we like rode our bikes into the woods to this trash can that was in like sort of an abandoned playground. And the trash can was filled with water and we dug through it and we've discovered the, the porno magazines. And it was basically the same kind of stuff that we had seen like the yeah. year before. We know that. And it was, <laughs> it was all soaking wet. And we were like, we feel kind of exposed here in this playground. So we need to take it to a more hidden spot. And so my friend rolled them up and was able to fit him, fit them all in his giant Jinko pants. You would never know he had rolled up magazines. In oh his my pants, Cause that's how wide legged these things <laughs> yeah. were. Oh yeah. Like. You can, you can <laughs> step into rollerblades with them. I mean, yeah. Are, yeah. <laughs> And I just remember like walking, you know, wobbling to like deeper into the woods as like his pants were just soaking with water and did the same thing. Just sat there and looked at him and we had, we just kind of kept those under a log for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those, uh, the special, special experience. And honestly, it was like, finally, we're not playing sports. We're doing anything else. <laughs> well, I have a question. You when, you, sport. when you transported the, um, the ones that in a briefcase, did you handcuff them to your wrist? <laughs> <laughs> I did have like plastic handcuffs. I could have done that. It was this weird. It was almost like a, um, it's not Legos. Like remember those 3d puzzles and you could build like the millennium Falcon out of it, but it was like yeah. puzzle pieces that were like thick foamy pieces yeah. that created a 3d thing. The briefcase was basically made out of those. I don't understand oh. It wasn't mine, so I don't know where it came from or what it was, but it was constantly falling apart, yeah. which is stressful when it's filled with porno magazines. Yeah, you, you don't, don't want, want your briefcase to fall apart. Vons that you're walking through. <laughs> Get some snacks uh, yeah. before you go look at somebody, you know, <laughs> pulling their butt apart or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God. What is this there podcast was, about? There was I, a I, one. I, Aaron, this is, we're all, we're, we're gearing up towards fitness, but this is important no, stuff. No, this have. is great. One I of the specific this. things I remember about that first stack of magazines was that there was a section where it said it was basically like the women were stacked in a triangle, like a pyramid. <laughs> and it was like, um, it was like stacked bimbos. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Is the patriarchy real? Yes, it is. <laughs> just that image of them in a pyramid, just smiling, laughing. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Forever burned into my brain. It could be stacked road scholars. I mean, we don't Honestly, we compared don't know. to the pornography you'll find online today, it's pretty tame. You're you pretty know, tame. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, you, you, Aaron. You before the phone, like you would, you 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 had to sniff that stuff out like an old bloodhound or something. I mean, mm -hmm. it was like because you're you need that as a kid growing up, and then like there mm -hmm. was nothing available to you, and then like people would just lose, like get rid of it in the woods. And I'd always wonder, like, how does this happen? But I had somebody like had like passed around a magazine. I've told this story before. I don't know if I've told it on this pod, but uh, um, maybe on the more perverted Action Boys podcast. But um, <laughs> I had like a uh, magazine that somebody in the neighborhood had like passed around. And then I had my time with it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done. And so like I rode, I got on my little uh, uh, fucking BMX and rode out into the woods and threw it as far as I could. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm done. And then like a day or two would go by and I'd be like, mm, kind of maybe made a mistake. And so I like raced back. You. <laughs> yeah, 
race back and like search through like all the bushes and woods and stuff and then mm-hmm. find it again and then bring it back into my house, which was dangerous. It's a and drug then, metaphor. Yeah. And then had, you know, another like 10 or 15 days and then throw and it happened like two or three times. And then finally, like on the third time it was gone. And I was like, well, it's been passed on to somebody else. Yeah. That I think that's how it all theirs. works. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there was just more like shame around it back then. So you, when you did it, you would feel like you needed to get rid of it too. You know, like you couldn't just hold on to porn. You no, had to like, your parents found it, it had to keep moving. <laughs> yeah. And it's and like my, the third time you hope that like a hobbit would find it that had the strength to destroy it somewhere. I remember yeah. hitting the Take jackpot to the too. Fires of Mordor. <laughs> when when my brother, he's six, he's six years older than me. And when he uh, moved out, you know, a lot of his stuff was left over and my parents just kind of like shoved it all into the garage. And I remember like digging through it one day and opening up a tackle box that was not filled with fishing stuff. It was filled with a, a bunch of other junk, but there was a tape in there that said Sin City. <laughs> long before Robert Rodriguez is Sin City, long before the Frank Miller Sin City. Um, and I popped it in and it was a porno tape. And I remember being like, yes, there's <laughs> a porno God. tape in there. And so I like would put it, I put it back because I was like, if it's here, my parents don't know about it. And so, and I have plausible deniability that I never found it, you yeah. know? And so I would like wait for them to go to sleep and I would sneak down and go into the garage and we had a fridge in the garage. So I would kind of pretend like I was getting like a <laughs> French bread pizza or something, yeah. but I would really be sneaking this do, tape. Do, do, and I would- just getting food. <laughs> and then like, meanwhile, like shoulder rolling over to the tackle yep. box and silence. Saunter up back upstairs. Yeah. It was great. And uh, I eventually like I moved out and the tape was still there. And I remember coming home from the summer and being like, Hmm. I wonder if that tape is still there. And it, they had gotten rid of all the stuff. Oh, no, they threw away Sin City. Have <laughs> you tried to see, like, search it out? You know it. You know I have. And it's impossible. <laughs> I can't. It's like I have no other information because I didn't know any of their names. Sin and City. I remember Just there was commercials. about Vegas comes up. You're like, come on, man. Give me, yeah, give I me think it was set in Vegas. And it was it was just a series of vignettes, as most pornography was back in those days. Um, and you would just fast forward to all your favorite parts. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I have since tried to look it up and it's just nearly impossible because everything now is just inundated with Clive Owen and, you know, Rosario Dawson since. <laughs> yeah, sure. I could probably find it for you, buddy. Um, <laughs> please. It'd be a blast wait, from the past. Wait, before we move on, I have one story. Okay. Yeah, Aaron, Kay. please. Any point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My story is in like, I think it was seventh grade world history or it was like whatever history class we had this kid who was like the bad kid he it actually wore jinko jeans i remember he was like because mm-hmm. one day he tried to show us how many textbooks he could fit in his pockets and he was he was trying to distract <laughs> us all the time all the time and our history teachers like like back was to us and he just held out this like centerfold <laughs> naked woman and he was like he's like trying to get everyone's attention to look at this like like, and I just remember just being stunned at like how big boobs could be. Cause you're uh-huh. seven, you're like, I don't know. I, I mm-hmm. got nothing. And it was shocking, horrifying. It, she looked so like plastic. I just remember being like, when does that happen? Like, I just remember <laughs> being scared. And yeah. that was the main time that I saw pornography when I was growing up was that picture. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it Consent. was burned. <laughs> It was, yeah, yeah, forced it to was find burned you. into my brain. <laughs> I, this so kid, I my, love this like weird kind of like one step removed uh, flashing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's this guy's kink. 
You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not him opening up a trench coat. It's like just forcing other people to like, look at like, yeah. Somebody yeah. Else. Hey, look at this. <laughs> of course he was the Jinko pants kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, mean, I do have one more, it was one more Jinko pants story for me. What, not a, Jinko a lot of pants. Jinko pants wearers on honor roll, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a kid at my high school who wore Jinko pants and he would spend the mornings stepping on ketchup packets and squirting them into like walls. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like, like a thing where people would kind of gather around and just like watch him do beautiful. that. He was like, like a fucking Jackson he, Pollock painting. And he had good aim too. He would be like, I, I can hit that thing. And he would just step on a ketchup packet and squirt it and like nail this thing. But he wore Jinko pants. And one time he stepped on a ketchup packet or he was, he was sort of standing in a certain way where his, his big wide Jinko pants legs went over the ketchup packet as it squirted and it oh, squirted no. into his pant <laughs> leg. <laughs> And I just remember him Put with a little ketchup all, on his hot dog. <laughs> in the most genuine, sincere way, he went, ah, shit-tastic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> never heard anybody use the word shit-tastic before in such a genuine, like, yeah. God damn it kind of way. Because <laughs> then he had to go to the bathroom and clean that ketchup out of his pants. Yeah, like, dude. God, that's hilarious. I can't believe that's the, like, I can't believe how far he got without that happening. You know, that's, yeah. like, that's like waiting to happen inside. He got too cocky, pants. honestly. What a crushing moment for him when they switched to the, this, they switched the ketchup distribution too, you know, they're not, mm, to the little buckets, <laughs> to the little buckets, <laughs> to the little dippers. Like, yeah. Oh, I, fuck, I'm obsolete. I didn't like that. <laughs> Felt like fucking John Henry or Paul Bunyan or something where it's just like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was like my first no country for old men moment when the, when they switched to the little buckets and I was just like, I'm not, I don't feel at home in this like world. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to use by. this. West Texas. So back to, I guess, to my, to my fitness journey. Oh yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I mean, we don't have to, <laughs> but, but growing up there, were your parents, I mean, was it, you mentioned French bread pizza. Was it just, yes. were they cooking meals at home? Was it, were they yeah. ever on diets? Was it, um, was there any, my mom was of- on a lot of, my mom was always dieting on something. Sure. Um, I drank a lot of slim fast just for the taste basically, just cause it was in the cabinet and it was sort of like a dessert. So I would just crack slim fast open oh, and she yeah. was fine with that. So then you pour um, in the storm, you're like, there's some fucking chocolate in this. I'll have it. And honestly they were good. Like it had a little bit of a chalky Pepto taste to it, but enough chocolate that it was like totally worth it to do. Um, and in my mind I was like, this is healthy. And so yeah. I, would, I felt like I wasn't cheating, yeah. you know, uh, but I never not re- like Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> you see the fucking belt on that can. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, uh, like they weren't particularly health conscious, um, in any sort of significant way. And we, we had a lot, they cooked at home for the most part, but we did have like a lot of frozen stuff all the time. And so, you know, I would go through periods where I was like real into French bread pizzas. And so that would be like my go-to snack or like summer, the, you know, the summer times they had to kind of like give us food that we could make ourselves yeah. to occupy yeah. since we weren't in school. And so like, uh, I got really into chicken cordon blues. Like, did you ever have those where it's sort of like a, <laughs> it's almost like this, a big Twinkie, but instead of being made out of like cake and frosting, it's made out of chicken, and breaded cheese. chicken filled with cheese and ham. Yeah. It's but like it's a, like in the it shape like a of hot a hot pocket type. Like it wasn't like, hot pocket brand, but. It was like, bigger and bulkier than a hot pocket, yeah. but it was kind of like that. And you know, it's 
an abomination. I don't know how they would even make this thing with, with <laughs> it, this chicken casing that it's all in. Oh. But I was obsessed with Dr. Them. Frankenstein, you know, like the mm-hmm. people in town are showing up at your house with torches and shit. <laughs> um, did, did they shop at like, Sam's Club or yes. Costco or like a new, so you Sam's. would like yeah so they would buy and you'd get like 400 of these things it would be in the freezer mm-hmm. and you'd be all about it every day and then eventually you get tired of it and yeah that would be the thing too is I would like I would just decide one day I didn't want it anymore and my parents would be like we just bought you like 30 of them because yeah. you specifically <laughs> loved them yeah. and I'd be like ah, sorry I'm kind of over it now like they don't taste good to me anymore <laughs> I loved anything that like required you having to like build the cooking mechanism for it. Like a lot of those frozen stuff would have almost like a pop-up book style, like (laughs) tray that you had to sort of like fold and build. And it would have like little aluminum edges that would like, I guess, give you a crispier thing. Anytime something had that, I was like, this is nice stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Like cooks it faster or something. Like it cooks Mm -hmm. it to the inside. Yeah. So they say, yeah. And it elevates it. So you get airflow underneath it Mm -hmm, too. mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I was always, Always probably eating too much of that stuff. So my, you know, Arkansas in general is just like fried food, you know, city. So like it's my palate was always uh, in that zone. And what's some typical entrees one would find in Arkansas or what's some like Arkansas cuisine? You know, they don't I don't think Arkansas really has like their own specific versions of things like a lot of places do. But I mean, you're going to find great barbecue. You're going to find great, um, just like soul food, Southern food stuff. So like a lot of fried okra, um, hush puppies, fried catfish, barbecue, barbecue ribs, pulled pork, like a lot of that stuff. And, and so what that's is the barbecue style in Arkansas. Wet and sweet, it? you know, like oh. real sloppy, sweet, wet, sweet. You know, so not, not vinegary. Not normally. Not, I mean, you can find places, rub. but. Not normally. No, normally it's real, you know, saucy. Saucy. Which is mo- what I prefer. That's the way I make ribs when I make them here. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, God, I'm hungry. And yeah, we, we drink a, like, I grew up drinking a lot of soda. Uh, I don't really drink much soda at all now unless I go to the movies. I'll, I will uh, usually get a Coke when I go to the movies, but I don't buy it for the house and I don't really get it out anywhere else. But at growing up, I was drinking Coke all the time. And I Regular was Coke? Coke regular Coke. We were a Coke family. Um, I was real into like, uh, the only Pepsi I liked was crystal Pepsi. Did you ever have that? Like it, it was <laughs> I had it, but I didn't like it. Yes. I, I liked the idea of it. And I was so excited when they were running the Super Bowl commercials. I was like, fuck dude, this is the kind of world <laughs> I want to be living in. Yeah. Excellent. It was my world. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, it was anytime we were going to a vending machine, it was like my first question was like, do they have crystal Pepsi? And it probably only lasted for like a year or a two. Year or two. For me, yeah. there was like the removal of whatever kind of artificial caramel notes they had in Coke mm-hmm. was gone. And so it tasted, I was like, I, there's something that doesn't hit right for me with this. Aaron, yeah. your thoughts on Crystal Pepsi, please? I, you know, I, I love Sprite and my parents liked Diet Pepsi. And so when I remember trying it and it just felt like it was going to taste like Sprite because it was clear. Yeah. And so I had like, I just no lemon couldn't, lime. I couldn't, I couldn't make it mm-hmm. work. Didn't it's compute. not that I didn't like it. It just like, didn't quite make sense. And my parents were like, we're not buying, we're not buying this. <laughs> so yeah. they, but I, did, I was obsessed I, with all sodas. I got cool. clearly Canadian. I was huge into that because it was like kind of special. Um, like, and you can still fucking, fu- you know, this is non-domestic. 
This is mm-hmm. exotic. <laughs> Imported. <laughs> Imported. <laughs> I like to fucking you can st- build my cordon bleu cooking station that I will yes. put in the microwave. And I, am, I had refined taste. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking origami experiment. And then uh, I'm drinking Crystal Pepsi out of a mm-hmm. glass tumbler. And then when, when Surge came out, I was like exclusively Surge mm-hmm. for the, for that period. I was all into because I remember people trying it and being like, this isn't good. And I was like, I love it. Yeah. Me too. Um, I loved Surge. God, was good. I loved it. It was good. Uh, and so I, and I was a big soda drinker up until honestly, like moving to Los Angeles. Like I was still drinking a lot of, so, so I, I uh, graduated high school, went to college uh, for a few years in Arkansas and then finished college in Chicago and spent four years in Chicago, then moved to Los Angeles after that. Um, and now all through the Chicago years, I was still like a pretty big Coke drinker. Um, so yeah, my, I mean, my diet habits, I've learned a lot, you know, and my wife, Corey, uh, former guest of the pod, Corey Clifford has Ooh. taught me a lot about, you know, she was a real big influence on my nutrition, eating habits and nutrition. Yeah. Um, Cause you've stayed kind of thin your whole, like naturally lean your whole yeah. life. I've been very lucky to, to have some sort of metabolism that has kept me from gaining any, especially once I hit puberty, like I had some sort of husky stages, uh, as a kid, but once I hit puberty, I was like real thin, uh, like well, how to the point where two? six, four, six, four. Yeah, okay. very tall too. Um, and like, I look back on pictures of myself in high school and I'm like, I was too skinny. I never had like any sort of body image issue about it. Uh, but I look back and I'm like, damn, I was like bony. Uh, and people would, uh, and I'm a really big eater. And so people would think that I wasn't, and I would almost feel like I needed to sort of prove it in some sort of way. I'll um, fucking eat that shit, though. I don't, <laughs> I'll eat everything, dude. Saucy ribs. <laughs> You're burning all those calories watching Sin City in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Metabolism is <laughs> cooking. I would get, I would get into around like- around the fucking Bishop household, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Took strength. Yeah. Took strength. Quietly I would, I would get into the tackle box. <laughs> I, I had multiple eating contests. Like I remember going to CC's Pizza many times with oh, friends. Oh yeah. my gosh, being... I've talked about CC's Pizza so many times. Do you remember those tiny chocolate chip cookies that they had? I never really got into the dessert stuff. God I don't remember cookies. It. Yeah, I mean they had some dessert pizzas, but I don't remember cookies. Aaron, Aaron's little... talked about these cookies. This this is Aaron's Sin City. She can't find them. This is uh-huh. my Sin City. Oh, I used to just shovel handfuls into my mouth while I was getting my pizza. I was just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, Aaron, it was all about the pizza. Aaron would act like I'm going to go up and uh, revisit the the buffet, and then like would like covertly like just like. <laughs> House, a house. bunch of like mini chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm around. so sad. I'm so sad you don't care about. Oh, I would, I would do that. I would, I would finish a slice or two as I was like moving through the buffet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you need a traveler because <laughs> they were little. You know, like they were pretty small little yeah. pieces. You could easily just like two bites take them down. And I would win. I won multiple eating contests doing that, wow, which were you know cool. resulted in like you know not taking a shit for fucking a week after that. You know, it was like always bad when I did it. How are the Zaz at CC's? Is it I don't, Does CC's even exist anymore? I mean, I liked I them at the no time. I have no idea if it's still... 
I mean, I, I was good a kid. Pizza? I would have eaten like, any Is pizza. it as good as uh, original Ray's in New York? <laughs> Probably maybe just a bit under that. Yeah, um, yeah it's right under it, though. <laughs> I mean, it, it satisfied everything I needed for from pizza at the time. Uh, I, but I, I mean, feel it's like I trash. remember the commercials. See, see, pizza, yeah. the best pizza value anywhere. Value, yeah, they have to really <laughs> lead with value there because it's not the best pizza. It, <laughs> but it was a value because every one, every time I slept over at somebody's house, we would go to CC's. I think just because it was like maybe five dollars, or kids eat free, or something like that. Like it was bad the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 and they had arcades like they had a lot of good arcades too so you could like play uh metal slug and stuff there i remember <laughs> oh wow uh but it, i thought i had a tapeworm for a long slug? time too i'm eating ch- chocolate chip cookies <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i'm gonna i'll meet you guys in there <laughs> see you at the arcade yeah 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 <laughs> aaron's trying to shove mini chocolate chips into the co- like the coin <laughs> uh i like I'll we'll go places sometimes that have mm. arcade games and I give my kid mm-hmm. a, a good amount of quarters, like a couple of bucks worth of quarters so he can play. Yeah. And I remember going to a pizza place with my parents, Rico's Pizza in Rockland, California, um, suburb of the Sacramento area. And my dad would give me maybe like four quarters for the whole yeah. like three hour dinner that they were going to like drink pitchers of beer and stuff, maybe three quarters. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd go play street fighter two or altered beasts and, uh, immediately like lose, you know, yeah. or like some teen would like just kick my ass in street fighter. And then I was just like fucking done. And I'd be like, just can done. I, can I have one more quarter? And they're like, no. And I was like, <laughs> and I would think like, then wow, you're just you're, watching people play yeah, just for the watching rest of the time. People play, and then now that I'm an adult, I'm like, they couldn't have given me like two dollars. Yeah, <laughs> so fucking incredibly, <laughs> it was such a different time where it was just like, no, mm-hmm. that's your seventy five cents, and that's the fucking yeah. end of it, dude. <laughs> yeah, you could make. It's like you could maybe get like one more fifty cents out of somebody, but that was it. That and then it was like maybe the, yeah. the, or maybe like some like, a wild uncle was there and would give you like a buck and you're like, holy <laughs> fucking shit, Uncle Roger yeah. gave me a dollar. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, do I do this on a game or do I go to one of those like little toy dispensers and get like a little football helmet or like a <laughs> yeah. sticky hand that yeah, you can like slap sticky. onto the table? Yeah. <laughs> The football, the, yeah, the football helmet is classic. You're like, well, I guess I'm into the Browns for a while. You mm-hmm. know? That's <laughs> honestly because I, I didn't really like sports. And the one time that I decided I was going to be into a football team, it was literally because one of those machines spat out a little Denver Broncos helmet, and I was like, my team. Yeah. And it honestly lucked That's, out that that was the year that they oh, won the Terrell Super Bowl. Davis and John Elway yeah. finally you. had his mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. And so I was like, hell yeah! I felt like it was magic, but I never followed them after that season. <laughs> but I. <laughs> I did convince to. my parents to like buy me some pillows that had the logo on it. Like I was oh, sort of wow. like all in for a minute. And then it just had all this Bronco shit. I had one of those inflatable chairs that was a Bronco, like had the Broncos logo on it was all within the span of, of like, mm-hmm, yeah, I mean, it was good to <laughs> wrestle with. <laughs> We used to make uh, prank phone calls to Jenny Craig. That's what we would do when we'd run out of quarters. Wow. We would go to, because uh, you could do like 1-800-JENNY-CRAIG. Uh-huh. And we would try to, and at that time, I mean, I was a kid. Just, it was a long time ago. You could like actually like get someone to talk to you. And mm-hmm. then we would make up stories about why we needed to lose weight. And that was a real, that was a real time. But they, yeah. CC's had a, weird. had a, a little weird that you do this podcast now. 
we have a bunch of people like <laughs> crank calling the dumbbells. <laughs> it's really brave of you to do that. Like I didn't have the guts to do prank phone calls as a kid. Like I would, I tried a couple of times and I would bail like within the first two sentences. I loved them. I love pranks. I'll do it still. But people have <laughs> caller ID now, so it's a little less interesting, yeah. but I love, we would prank call people all the time. That was our main thing. So my dad yeah. and I would do it. I'm my sorry. dad and I would do it to our friend, my, my friends and stuff. And my dad was a good impressionist and did great characters and voices. And I'd always want to tell them like, now we got to call back and let him know. He's like, no, you can't ever fucking tell them. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what uh, is your problem, man? But he, he was right. He's like, it's so much better if they just think yeah. some fucking weirdo called them trying to sell That's American true. flags or whatever. And you'd always have like good premises to do, you know, like mm -hmm. he's like, cause I would just be like, let's just, fuck, let's call him. You know, and like, I would just want to laugh <laughs> on the other end of the phone. He's like, no, we got to come up with a plan. Like what's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did I would, one time, it backfired on me. I was calling my parents to tell them I was going to like be home a little later or something. And there was this commercial on at the time that was about like runaway kids or something. And the whole commercial oh was an answering machine message that was like, mom, Dad, I want to come home now. And so I thought it would be, I got the answering machine at, at my house. And so I was like, I'm just going to do that. <laughs> and so I like genuinely reenacted this commercial that I'd seen. And I remember like getting home and my parents were like, why did you leave that message? And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, it scared us. Like we realized eventually that you were doing a joke, but like it really fucking scared us. Yeah. And I was like, had no clue that it would make anybody oh, scared. Yeah. I thought it would just be funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> That's where you learn like, the lesson ever about do that. pranks, you know, or like you do like the weird prank where it's like good news. Like I won a thousand dollars on a scratch ticket or whatever, but everyone is all pumped. You're like, just kidding. And they're like, well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was the angle on this? Is fun? Yeah. <laughs> My dad my dad, I would call, I, I went to Cub Scouts for maybe two years. I bailed on Weeblos, which was like right after Cub Scouts because uh -huh. I went to like the den meeting and the kid that whose dad was running the den meeting answered the door and he had his shorts on backwards and didn't realize it. And I was like, okay, I think this is, I can't I, trust this guy. I can't, I've reached my end with this, but I'd go to Cub Scouts and then at the end of the meeting, um, you'd have to call, everybody would line up and you'd call your parents to come pick you up because some of them mm. took longer than others and we all lived in the neighborhood. And so I would call and my dad would do a voice and say that it was this like local restaurant that we would go to and like would not break character. He knew it was me calling because, <laughs> and, and I yeah. would just be like, and I would, there's be a line of kids behind me and I'd be like, hello. And then he would do the, like, you know, whatever the restaurant was and do like a voice. And I'd be like, um, dad, if this is dad, please just come pick me up. <laughs> and, like he would never say it. And I would like quietly like, dad, please just, if this is you. And like was so committed to it that it would gaslight me. I would start to think like, did I dial the wrong did number? I? Which is the whole point. He yeah. wants to just push you to the limit to where you start to question reality. Yeah. And so I would just have to like throw a Hail Mary pass and be like, if this is you, please just come get me. And then I, and then I would sit for like 10 minutes in uncertainty, like in hope that he would just show yeah. up. And you know, he always did. But I love I love how much he loved pranks. That's I know, hilarious. I know. <laughs> Just for him, too. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't much, want to have to. Yeah. Fun it's not a fun story to share with anybody yeah. else. It's purely for his own enjoyment. <laughs> yeah. It's between him and God. Yeah. Between <laughs> him and our Lord oh and Savior. Uh, 
So when did, so you mentioned Corey being an influence (laughs) on you, but when did like, um, when did you like exercise, uh, you know, beyond sports? So you, you weren't into sports. You played them because that's what you did then. But when did you start to think like, oh, I need to move around a little better or I want to start exercising? Honestly, like more recently than, than I, I feel embarrassed to say, but it's like, it wasn't until I proposed to Corey and it's like, we're going to get married that I was like, I think I should probably get in shape for this wedding. That's the one and only time I ever, um, not the one and only time, but the first time that I actually was like, I'm going to start working out. Before that I would do, I would maybe work out like, five times a year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Literally. And, and just like once every three or four months and then you're like, all right, let me rest. And it was usually her making me do it. It was like, you need to say, what were you doing five times a year? What, like following her to like a Barry's boot camp class or, you know, you know, a cycle cycle kind of thing, you know? Um, and I would like try to do my little things here and there, but like never on any sort of consistent basis. I mean, we only just now recently within the past few years have like free weights, you know, dumbbells and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, when, when 2019 I proposed to Corey and then in like December of 2018, I was like, okay, I have a year before the wedding. I want to look good for the photos. So I was, that's when I was like, I'm gonna hit it hard and I'm going to try my hardest and that's I when, love hearing that from like a guy's perspective because uh-huh. I hear that a lot from like the female perspective. And so it's fun to hear like a guy be like, I want to look good for the pictures. What so I've learned is that I need a goal. Like I yeah. won't, my natural motivation to just be healthy and look good, like only goes so far in terms of like actually getting me to get up and do a workout. So like the two times in my life that I've actually like committed to working out regularly and focusing on my diet in a way where I'm actually going to like see results have been because I had like a, a, a goal that I was going towards. It was something happening that I wanted to look good for. And so the wedding was the first time. And I, I, like, I remember this and you hit it hard and Aaron mm-hmm. maddening. It was maddening because he got like buff and looked awesome and it was just like <laughs> i'm just yeah, going, it was the first well, time i ever... start working out and then like got like ripped and broad shoulders and shit and i was like oh fuck yeah. this guy dude it was the first time i ever like grew muscles yeah. you know like i yeah. i had barely any muscles my entire life and then suddenly it was like it's coming in um and that was great. Like, I was like, wow, I can do it. I've never, I've always, I've not, I wouldn't say I dreamed of it because I, I didn't go through that phase that a lot of people, but definitely a lot of the guys in my life would go through where it's like, you know, you hit high school and you want to attract girls and you start like working out and trying to get fit. Like I just never yeah, curls did that. Curls. Yeah, I, I didn't. <laughs> you know, I was always Aaron, sort of. Aaron or for girls, yeah. it's tries for the guys. Girls, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yes, I know that. Yeah. Yep. I was always sort of in my own little world because I was, I was just so focused on like movies and shit and making, and making movies that like, ah, that's really all I cared ah, about. Kurosawa film is very, <laughs> exactly. You know, it was like, we're going to go lift. And you're like, I'll just be looking at this screen all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I would only, I got to the point when like, where I was just trying to get my friends to make movies with me above anything else. And when it came time, like, I don't think I would have gone to college had Corey not been like, you have to go to college. So you need to figure it out. Why don't you just come with me to college? Um, and it happened to be a film school. So that's the only reason. Otherwise, I was just going to just kind of start 
continue making things like I'd been making them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really oblivious and all that kind of stuff. I never tried to get any scholarships or anything like that, which was dumb. I should have. Um, but yeah, so same thing with my health and fitness. Like, it's just something that I like never really thought about until the wedding time. And I was like, let me just give it a shot. And yeah, it's like, I, that's when I met you, Aaron yeah. was, um, I started doing go tribe and I started like focusing on my calories and my protein and, uh, working out basically five times a week and definitely got in the best shape that I've ever been in in my life. Um, fairly quickly. And it was like, awesome. And I, I enjoyed it. But then I, then the pandemic hit yeah. and completely fell off, um, stopped going, didn't have a reason to do it anymore. And so kind of reverted back to the version that I was right before that. I, I kept a little bit of the muscle, but not, you know, I, I wasn't like cut and lean like I was. And then um, in 2022, there was like a big beach vacation we were going to at Rosemary Beach. And I was like, okay, we're going in like six months. I want to try to get lean again. And the North You don't want to be a out. pencil neck geek at the beach. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> I got my shirt sand off. on your face. <laughs> I still have a little bit of that childhood thing where it's like the first time taking my shirt off at like a pool is like nerve wracking to me. And so I wanted to like not feel that when I went to the beach uh, and the Northman had just come out. And when the Northman oh, yeah. came out, that um, trainer released like uh-huh. the Magnus Lidbeck. Yeah, we did. He we was covered like, it on the show. We did. Yeah. 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 When you covered it, I was already like, deep into it. I was like four (laughs) weeks into it at that point. Cause literally the second that article came out, I was like, what's this? And I immediately paid like the 14 bucks and started doing his like Northman training thing. And it, and I got back up. I like built the muscle again, just doing his little Northman thing on the phone. Um, it, it, it was all good stuff on there, but it is hilarious. It's like, you know, join for $14 and unleash the secrets of the Northman physique. And it was all like, just lift weights and eat healthy, (laughs) basically. Exactly, exactly. It just goes to show what I... Eat protein and then also lift (laughs) weights. And you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) You thought it was some fucking, you know, holy grail. (laughs) It's the power of cinema, dude. Like, it got me. I was like, he Alexander Skarsgård looks fucking cool in that movie. He does. He's tall like me. A lot and of him I popping his traps it. out too, but he does look good in it. Yeah. Yes. It's like relax your shoulders, big boy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I won't. You look great. I think it's a lot of him. Like, yeah, he's like trying to. Uh, he's he's a posture actor. You know, some actors start with a voice. Like yeah. Benicio del Toro starts with a voice. Yeah. I think Skarsgård starts with a an posture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Joaquin Phoenix starts with like a letter, you know, he was like, my Joker was a big question mark. And so everything for him was just like, I'm going to shape my body like a question mark and everything is going to be fucking a question. I love it, dude. I mean, all these guys that like people make jokes about it, it all fucking works. I'm like, well, works. that's one of my favorite things I've ever seen. So <laughs> <laughs> whatever they're doing, I'm all about it. Keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, and that was an interesting one too, because I was able to kind of like, I almost felt like I could take more pride in it because I was like, I just sort of chose to do it on my own. And I was, I, it was like m- me deciding to go and do it every day. And I was doing it. Yeah. yeah. And um, you, did, but I you had, realized you didn't have to be in like a communal space with somebody 
screaming at you. It was like another level of accountability right. to where, yeah, that is very powerful. And sometimes it takes a little bit of um, a blueprint to do that. Otherwise, you're just mm-hmm. kind of overwhelmed, especially if you've never been a regular exerciser, you know. Exactly. I need to be told what to do. At least, you know, like the way the app did, you know, the app just gave me the exercise and I could just do them. And I need to have a goal. It's kind of what I figured out. My the secret things. way that I built the, the Northman chest was by having him do bench press. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. Tell me more. Well, yeah. Here's my $14, sir. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I happily gave it to him. No, it, hey, it is. But you, I mean, that's, you know, there's perceived value and there's accountability mm-hmm. and there's all kinds of tricks and it's knowing yourself. So, yeah. I mean, I've definitely, it's not to minimize that at all. Like that stuff right. does work. And, and the information he's, he was giving was good. I think Aaron, right. We ultimately landed on that. Yeah. We ultimately landed on, we liked it enough. I mean, it worked. Well, he was, it's, he was also you, kind of vague with it too. Like he wasn't, yes. he clearly wasn't giving exactly what he was having. No, I mean, yeah. Cause do. it's like, hmm. cause he's doing it was just giving you sort of a generalized thing and it would very be like reasonable stuff that was like tried and true and made sense. But clearly they were, you know, they were trying some, I'm not, I'm not, it, he didn't yeah. look very steroidal to me. It didn't look like anything. No, I know, but they, they always, and to be clear, I didn't end up looking anything like Alexander Skarsgård, <laughs> but I did get a lot of muscle from it. And like, I, I looked way better than I did before I started doing it. Were um, you doing that at a gym? No, I was just doing it in my backyard. Like it, we had a little uh, garage and that's where we sort of kept our free weights and stuff. And so I would just go out to the garage five times a week and do his little workout. Was this on and then, Kling Street? This was on, no, wow. this was this was after Kling Street. This is when we were living in that apartment on- um, Over in West Hollywood. Yeah, over in West Hollywood. Yeah. I'm blanking on the, even the, the name of our street. Um, Spalding, Spalding. Um, I think but, it was Wilson. Uh, no, Wilson. <laughs> um, but I think the big thing for me too is like I have to also do the diet part of it too. You know, the two times that I've like mm-hmm. really built muscle, I was also really focusing on like getting a certain number of calories and getting a certain amount of protein. Give us, um, which is give us a typical meal that you were having on this Northman program. <laughs> so I was basing or the meal thing. Day. That's give us a day. That's where he was vague is like, he didn't exactly tell you what to do when it came to the diet, which was kind of the most frustrating part. But I had gone through the experience of the go tribe training, which I had, I did sort of my modification of it because I had sort of issues with that at times. But for the most part, I was eating and I'm really bad with numbers, so I could be getting these numbers wrong. But I was trying to eat like 3,000 calories a day. and Because you were, you were trying to gain and you're a hard gainer. Yeah. Yeah. And putting, you know, a, as much protein in that as possible um, while sort of monitoring my fats and carbs and stuff. Um, so I would like get up, I would eat breakfast. I would do three meals, breakfast with like, you know, three or four eggs and, um, toast, you know, and then for lunch, I would do like a big salad with like a chicken breast in it. And then I would probably have a protein shake in between lunch and dinner. Uh, and then for dinner, you know, could be a crapshoot, but I would do some sort of, you know, big protein meal with veggies and stuff. And on all those, both of those cases, like I'm really focusing on like 
eating a lot of leafy greens and kind of narrowing it down to just like veggies and protein with like a little bit of a carb uh, in like every meal, but supplementing it with a lot of uh, protein shake or not supplementing, but adding a lot of protein shakes to, to the equation too, just to yeah. get that. I think supplementing um, works to say there. Okay. Supplementing then. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if that meant to like replace supplement means to add to. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Right. Doesn't you learn it? something every day. Mm, yeah. So you're, I do understand now your question, but I, you're questioning it, but I think it can work. Yeah. You're supplementing. You're not supplementing. You're not replacing. Like I'm not yeah, replacing. You're not replacing, yeah. but you're, su you're supplementing maybe like food with a protein shake. Exactly. Um, and were you cooking that, these meals at home? Yes, pretty much all of them. I mean, I would occasionally eat out too, but um, mostly cooking it all at home. That does uh, not I, sound like 3,000 calories. <laughs> I mean, probably I, mean I guess depending on the proteins that you're having. I would eat a lot of them. I would eat like, I would make like huge salads. Um, but I'm trying to think of what I did. I probably, because when I was doing the Northman thing, I wasn't like using my fitness pal. So I wasn't technically tracking any of that stuff. Yeah. I was kind of just like eyeballing and, and reading the backs of things. Um, but it was serving but when I was you. doing. Yeah. I don't that? mean to come at you. Yeah. Jack, it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scared me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> but when like, I was doing I, Go Tribe, I was tracking that stuff, yeah. and I remember it being hard to hit three thousand. Mr. Bishop, but I was doing could it you frequently. explain to the court <laughs> exactly <laughs> how you arrived at three thousand calories? Three thousand calories. It's so many. It's because in your you words, can't handle maybe, the calories. Maybe three or four eggs, but we don't it's have an exact so many. number. Toasted. You need like six. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. That's so many. Yeah. Calories. You can please decor. It is a lot. I'm sure I remember I remember when I was tracking it on my fitness pal, I would oftentimes I would like easily hit like twenty five hundred, but then it was like shit, now I gotta do something to get me to that three thousand yeah. threshold. So I was probably hitting somewhere between two and twenty five, technically. Well that's interesting, Bishop um, Bishop, because that's not what you said earlier. <laughs> That extra 500 <laughs> calories is difficult to reach. Objection. I prefaced that I'm not good with the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> you did say that. Not good with you the numbers. Hmm. I am, <laughs> listen, I have to say, I'm trying to track my protein right now really intensely. Mm. And so I'm heightenedly aware of like how hard... I, how hard it is to like hit these high numbers of things. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound right. Well, because mm -hmm. I am, I'm like tracking it in my fitness pal and I am shocked at how challenging it is. Right. Here's and a so, good, um, a good takeaway is that, you know, having an experience to where you're really dialed in on the metrics and focusing mm -hmm. on all that is beneficial. And then you can kind of, you know, just trust your intuition for a while. And then if yeah. you find yourself plateauing or you're not getting the same results as you were before, we've, we talk about this show on the lot, then you just re-audit. You go back and you're like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at what I'm doing for 10 days, eat honestly, um, not, you know, not change anything because I'm now monitoring, just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And then see where you're at. And then chances are something's, you know, given one way or the other. And then you just adjust. But it's it's good to know because it's like, you did this thing that maybe wasn't the funnest when you were, um, you know, really, you know, 
yeah. programming, plugging everything in. And then you mm-hmm. had the experience where you're just off on your own and that was nice and you got good results. And it's because and it was you- much more instinctual that second time. Yeah. Like I was just sort of running on intuition and I, I was liking the results because I was still tracking. I was like taking pictures and sort of like monitoring what I looked like day one versus like how much muscle I'd built, uh, you know, throughout the process. So I could see yeah. visually my changes. And so I was sort of like, okay, well, what I'm doing is working, but it is like a, I, the eating part of it is not hard for me. Like I can put away the food easily. It's oh, just sort of like stories of you at CC's pizza when you caught <laughs> yeah, exactly. it. Ended up with a cork in your ass for a couple of weeks. <laughs> but worth it to show that you were eating no matter how yes. thin you look, yes. you were an eater. That's how I was competitive was with the, with the eating. Yeah. Um, also do my whole thing with eating is like, I'm a, I, the pleasure I get from eating is in the swallow. It's not in the chew. So I'm like a really fast eater mm-hmm. and I oftentimes overeat because I'm like chasing that swallow feeling, you know, does that make sense to you? I, it, it, <laughs> it, it does a hundred percent. It sounds very weird, but I can totally relate to it because I'm like a compulsive eater. Go. Yeah. And so I will eat far beyond being full because mm-hmm. I just want, and I'm like sad when it's like, Oh, this is done. Like, I'm not like a, a sit and savor yeah. and all this. I'm mm-hmm. like, bah, bah, I hate bah. it. Just like fucking hate it. goblin, like goddamn, like cookie monster makes no sense to me at all because I'm like, swallow <laughs> that shit. You fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. I'm convinced that like the taste buds on the side of my tongue are just not, are more dull than the ones in the back of my throat because I don't like the sensation of, chew. it's boring to chew something to yeah. me. Like I want to get it back there. And that's where I'm like, there's the food. I did it. As yeah. it's going down the throat. <laughs> so that's my, that's one What's of my, pro- people Aaron's are constantly like, like covering <laughs> her face over there. It's just, it, it, uh, I'm going to stay out of it. <laughs> stay out of it. I'm staying out of it. What you're thinking. This about- all sounds really interesting. <laughs> it's like weird, like, blowjob stuff or something you think is it because of the word swallow <laughs> yeah i can say flush instead <laughs> i get pleasure out of flushing the food down my throat yeah oh, you're God. like a to- like you're like a human toilet <laughs> yeah we're all just human toilets <laughs> toilets want to serve a purpose and they don't they're not satisfied unless oh they're being God. flushed i'm gonna die you think a toilet just wants to sit around with piss in its fucking mouth all <laughs> no, day just swirling yeah swirling in his mouth <laughs> if it's yellow, leave it mellow. Thanks, if it's Cal- brown, keep it around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, California. I'm sure that'll solve all our drought problems if we don't flush our toilet. It's definitely not us subsidizing the almond farmer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so I had a question. When it comes to... No questions, unless oh, it's sorry. about movies. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, the... the, the I think when I, I've never tested to see if I just kept working out, but stopped trying to get that sort of high protein intake to build the muscles. Um, but I guess that's my question is like, it's, do I have to keep, if I want to, if I get the muscles, I build them there by doing working out five times a week, eating high protein, getting my calories in. Once I get the muscle, is there a version where I can like chill out on the diet part of it, but keep working out and maintain it? Or is it all going to kind of go away unless I keep getting that 3000 calories and keep pumping that protein in there? Cause it's just, you know, financially really is like the hard part about it. Cause I feel like I'm like just consuming 
all the groceries so quickly is basically the, the part of the reason why I stopped doing it. E, what do you think, E? You know, I actually, I struggle with this question myself. I Just um, to be frank, um, I think, I think that you will see kind of like, you know, when you did go tribe, you saw your, your, your muscles developing, you got mm-hmm. stronger and then you stopped and then your food and lifestyle like activity, it all changed. And then right. you still saw some muscle stay. Yeah. Um, but your body composition changed. So I do think that if you don't sustain, there's some ebb and flow, right? You can't just always be in bulk Mm-hmm. You have to maintain, there's cutting, right? There's like these three kind of worlds that you can live in. And so I think you finding more of your maintenance and trying to maintain things, like keeping, maybe not doing like insane progressive overload, but like trying to still keep doing some like weight lifting, even if you're not like trying to add muscle, right. just maintaining it. Um Stinger probably has all the sciencey words, but I think like this is what I'm trying to to learn myself is like mm-hmm. what does the maintenance world look like, and can you still can your pro your I think your protein still needs to be important, mm-hmm. but does it need to be like to that level? Do I need I to be forcing myself every day to like nail these yes. numbers? I don't think that's sustainable. Like yeah. Um. And, and I don't know that, like, I don't know that it's really, I don't know if it's good for your body either. I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I've never I, like checked my, I've never done blood work during doing it. You know, like I've had high cholesterol in the past. Um, and then like for, for a year and a half, I went vegan and it fixed that high cholesterol. Um, but then I started having stomach troubles that the only solution to it seemed to be to like see if incorporating animal products would help it. And it did like, I stopped having the stomach problem. So then I stopped being vegan. Um, and so I do kind of wonder about that in terms of like when I'm doing this bulking phase stuff, am I, I, I wonder what my cholesterol is looking like when I do it. I try to be smart about it, but I don't know how yeah. much like the, the meat products are jacking that stuff up. So I, that's yeah. why I don't want to have to like live long periods doing it. So that's sort of the basis of my question is like, can you build it and then like chill out on the diet, but keep the workouts going and hold on to that muscle? Or is it just going to kind of start to float away? Uh, well, I think you'll lose a little bit, but I don't think it's like, it, it's it's okay. Like, go ahead, Singer. No, no, no. I finished that. No, I think that like, I think that's the part of like, of the fitness journey that is like, stressful for a lot of people is Mm -hmm. if I work so hard to get to this, then what do I have to always have this same mile run time? I can always bench this amount. That's awesome. I can always deadlift this like, and so like, yes, your body won't be the same as it is when you're protein levels are through the roof and you're, and you're lifting and you're taking copious amounts of notes and taking Mm. photos of your body, but you don't need that all the time. Like you said, you're motivated by goals and someone telling you what to do. So like when those moments come up, 
crank it up, get back to it. Let's see what you can do. Let's push it, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like in real life, finding your maintenance calories, finding your maintenance protein, finding those, the weightlifting that you enjoy doing that you can kind of maintain with the caloric, it won't be a deficit, but to the bulking, it will be right. Um, still like finding the strength during that time is still possible, but your muscles might not be as big and that's okay. Mm. Yeah. I think you kind of, I I think you kind of, um, if I can weigh in here, I've got a few more questions about pornography. (laughs) Um, no, I think you can, you kind of nailed it with finding your, uh, caloric input, uh, that you would need for maintenance. And so mm. maintaining is easier than, than gaining um, or, or bulking. Like, so if you're, if you're training for gains, you're going to have to lift heavier and eat more. And if you're just trying to maintain, you, you just can, you make adjustments. But if you want to be exacting about it, you just need to find your, um, your base metabolic rate and what that is and like how much calories it would take daily to maintain that. And it's the same way you find it to gain. Or the same way you find it to, you know, go into some kind of calorie calorie restriction, um, mm. to, you know, to to get a calorie deficit and lose weight. So find what that is, and then hit that. There's it, a calculator online, and I'll see if I can find it uh, that does all of these things for you. Right, and and so and it and it'll put you in the ballpark, and then you you just have to make like your own adjustments on macros. But even that, it'll try to like kind of nail the macros for you. And mm-hmm. if you if you still want to like incorporate a little bit of performance in there, like Aaron said, you may want to skew a little bit heavier on the protein side, but the calories mm-hmm. can drop, I would say significantly probably for maintenance. Um, but you still need to be mindful about it. And if you feel like it's slipping away from you a little bit, then you just kind of make a small adjustment right. upwards. But I think having that um, that initial reference point will help you so you know if you need to scale up or scale down as yeah. opposed to just like guessing about it. Um, yeah. And then also, and then it'll, it'll, it'll allow you to feel like you're in a little bit more control as opposed to like, well, I'll just, you know, kind of trust, trust my hunger, you know, as mm-hmm. you know, because I think if you are being athletic, then you need to, you know, you need to step outside of maybe where, what your intuition is, especially if you're not a regular lifter or haven't kind yeah. of ebbed and flowed with this for a while. And it's also important and beneficial to give your body a break from these IGF-1 growth factors um, and mTOR and all this stuff that your body hits when you're in a growth phase, because while it, while it is good for you in bursts, long term, mm-hmm. it can be bad. It can be negative. Um, yeah. And so, and I think also you should get some labs done, um, especially if you've had high cholesterol yeah. um, and just see, because you're going to throughout like your fitness life, you're going to go through where oh, I need to put some more muscle on and you want to make sure that you're not, you know, doing anything detrimental. And certainly the saturated yeah. fat that you're getting from animals can't, if you are predisposed to having high uh, mm-hmm. cholesterol, will mm. do that for you. And you could probably make just simple adjustments like, you know, you know, eating like more fish or egg whites as opposed to like yeah. the full yolks. So you wouldn't have to cut it out completely, but you can mm-hmm. make little tiny tweaks on that too. And it's also important too, that you check the quality of your, um, of your LDL, like your bad cholesterol too. Yes. And there's tests that you can do for that. You just have to ask for them. Um, oh, they don't naturally put them on like no, a standard? They'll do, they'll do HDL and LDL, but like there's, there's specifications for LDL too, like the density uh-huh. of it. Um, 
and like checking like your ApoB and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's all they'll they'll do it if you ask for it. And if your mm-hmm. if your general practitioner doesn't offer it, you can use like Quest. It's not that expensive. You could go to like Quest Labs or some of these other places that'll do it. You know, a hundred bucks or something like that. Um, nice. I can get more. I can get you more specific information okay. and all that stuff too. But it is it's it's worth doing, especially if you're if you're playing with all this kind of stuff and you yeah. have shown a little high cholesterol in the past. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, you can and you make adjustments on your workouts too, so you don't have to be training like Aaron was saying. You know, to failure um, and start mm-hmm. going more on um, reps in reserve and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. But yeah, it's, a good, a, it's a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a, a um, I typically use a whey protein when I make protein shakes only because like, uh, that's what I saw the gains with. Like I started with like a more um, plant-based one and I wasn't really seeing anything. But then when I started going whey, I started to kind of like see the gains, but I've also heard like mixed things about whey protein. Is there, what are y'all's? thoughts on just like protein powders. Is there a good one? Is there one I should be sort of seeking out a specific type of protein powder that's like better? Does whey is whey fine or does whey suck? <laughs> I'm You're looking for feelings on whey. Some whey. Whey. <laughs> God. That was a great pun, Aaron. That was fucking <laughs> was. awesome. You didn't like it? What's yours? Pretty original one too. Yeah. Um I I on, have the been popularity of fucking uh, the Mandalorian. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I've been doing whey protein every day for like okay. just like a week. Whey every um, day. So oh, for one week. <laughs> for like just for a week. A week. Oh, yeah, because okay. the truth is, I am. I have. I'm not a. I'm not a protein powder girl. Mm. I hate it. Um, but I'm like I said, trying to do more protein. So I got some. And whey was just the one that sounded interesting. So I was like, all right, let's try it. So I don't, okay. I, so you, haven't, I would, you don't know any sort of bad, it doesn't have any bad PR out there that well, you're aware of. I, I can't say that it doesn't have bad PR. I think I struggle with like, you can find the good and the bad of literally yeah. every single thing uh-huh. in the nutrition world. And so I get a little bit annoyed. It hasn't done anything. Like I haven't felt any negative hasn't offended you. It hasn't it, offended me yet. We'll see. Gotcha. Jury's out. It did ask out somebody that worked for it. And so there is mm-hmm. a question in the balance of I'm going to need to hear more information on yeah. that one yeah, before I make a judgment call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's true. Uh, I could see both sides. There, so there's zealots, you know, that will say that, like, you don't touch anything dairy and whey is a dairy derivative and stay as far away from it as possible. And there's mm-hmm. people that are saying that, like, you know, dairy is the answer you know so all this so it's like you got to take it with a grain of salt you know like all because it's like you know people i think people can sell more books and get more followers if they take a hard position as opposed to like well you know kind of depends on you and your you know your tolerance to this kind of stuff and all that so for we have plant-based eaters that listen to the show so Mm -hmm. for those people there's definitely plant-based protein that you can use takes a little bit more thought um, because you know you're not getting the full spectrum of amino acids in plant-based protein, so you have to combine some things. And oftentimes, in those protein powders, they will. You may have to take a little bit more um, because um, the bioavailability is different. You know how yeah. how how much protein synthesis your body's able to do with that. Um, I think it's it's pretty much universally verified. 
that whey protein is extremely bioavailable. I, I would say that whey protein isolate, because there's all different kinds. There's whey protein concentrate, and there's whey protein isolate, and other there's okay. mixtures. I think whey protein isolate is the most digestible and the most bioavailable. So finding that. And if you're in kind of a maintenance phase, um, you wouldn't have to do anything with added calories. So essentially, you know, the calories would come just from the whey protein isolate and they would use some kind of, I would recommend the natural sweeteners like monk fruit or stevia um, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, anything that's like a sugar alcohol. And so I would look for something with the smallest amount or the least amount of ingredients possible that Mm -hmm. is still palatable for you that you like. Um, You know, some of the stuff that you're seeing, you know, that, that gets a lot of like crazy, like extreme way marketing or whatever. We'll have like 8,000 <laughs> cool ingredients. Yeah. yeah. Jack bulk, you know, and you're Ooh, like, that sounds it's got good. my name in it. That sounds good. But <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly that what I want. Real? I want Jack to bulk. This yeah. is for me. What does the 2000 on there mean? I don't know. It sounds futuristic and there's lasers on the bottle or whatever. Um, so yeah. And then you can kind of like, I look at like the, you know, the cows that it's coming from. Like I use this stuff from antler farms. That's, um, a company based at New Zealand. Um, and they Mm. have like a hundred percent grass fed cattle that they're getting their dairy from Jersey cows, Mm -hmm. um, have really good dairy. Uh, and so Jersey, like New Jersey, it's a kind of cow. I think they have them. Okay. Oh, like Jersey but maybe cows they start, are really healthy. Maybe they started there. It, it is the green state. Um, I only want mine to be from Lake Placid cows yeah. because if those alligators can eat the 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 cows, then I want the cows. Goddamn old lady was feeding that thing the whole time. That was the big uh-huh. twist. Fun fact: that's the same cow. You know, in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, when they run over the cow. Yeah. Okay. They hit a cow with a car when they're when they're with. Uh, What's his name? The, the 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 bank robber, Babyface Nelson. Yeah, same cow. It's a VFX cow from the same VFX company. They the only reason why they had it available for Oh Brother Art that was because they had made it for Lake Placid. So they were like, "Yeah, we got a cow. We can wow. get." We, and how and pissed Peter was actually, the, the Twister cow? Oh yeah, he was like, "What about it. me?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, we didn't I like that it. cow. We didn't like your performance cow. there. Yeah, really like little <laughs> hammy. The cow technology got a lot better between what ninety six through two thousand. I Absolutely. guess when Twister to yeah yeah. Uh, well. wh- and so they Peta got mad about it. They thought it was a real cow. Yeah, Peta Peta th- was concerned that it was a real cow, and so they made them prove made old brother Art thou prove that uh, it was a, a fake cow. Wow! Oh my gosh! How did they prove it was a fake? They were cow? like, "Here's the real. Here's the raw footage. There's no cow. Here's the." <laughs> Oh, you know, brother, the CG cow. cow. <laughs> uh, Aaron, do you like that, that one? one? Is funny. That one's funny. All right, that there's one no is way good. you heard that before. That's <laughs> completely dependent on the yeah, context. You of heard it show. here first, yeah. folks. <laughs> oh, brother, where are that's cow? if I wrote it like a little like a uh, like uh, article about that, like on Collider or something. That's what I would uh-huh. title that. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you did a special feature on the DVD about that whole situation, a little documentary, yeah, that would be the featurette. title of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I would title it for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got to get into that business. Yeah, yeah I wish featurettes. that was a thing. I, yeah, I guess there's not. They're not really making. Well, they make them for YouTube now, but I don't think they put funny little names on them like they used to. 
No, and there's God. there. It's a bummer now because it's like we got fucking Zaslav running HBO Max or just mm-hmm. Max now, so he's not doing fun like featurettes where they're you know. And they could. It's like yeah. they could if you you could you could add all the bonus features to the streaming stuff because they do it on the Criterion channel. They used to do it on HBO. Like you'd get a little teaser, like a movie was coming out, mm-hmm. and they'd be on set with them and stuff. But unfortunately, the people running the streamers, I think hate movies yeah <laughs> or they, they truly they do hate life. don't give they a flying life. fuck they don't about give them. a fuck yeah, yeah. It's will a little... it cost us any extra money no we're not yeah. gonna do it then. no can we save a little bit if we just like uh throw them mm-hmm. in the garbage burn them up yeah. like uh the porno yeah. mags yeah. That what if we just burned? erase it from <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like that's what they did with that girl the they tried to bimbos. like shred it up and, the, and they're like well that's not gonna work we tried to burn it we'll just bury it i guess uh Zaslov, I hate movies. That girl. Uh, and uh, I told Aaron this, but he looks to me like Earl Sinclair, uh, the <laughs> the patriarch of the uh, dinosaurs family. Yeah. <laughs> that or Theodore so, Rex from the Whoopi Goldberg movie. Maybe I heard somebody say this, but he looks kind of like uh, the Butterball Cinnabite. <laughs> with like the- <laughs> From Hellraiser, <laughs> the little glasses from Hellraiser. Yeah, when he's doing the commencement speech and they boot him and he's all fucking shocked by it. He's like, I'm wearing sunglasses. Like, doesn't matter, you fuck, fucking asshole. Um, Piece of shit. So, anyways, way is great. Yeah, okay. so I, I, good to know. I, I, it's working for me, so I just wanted to make sure I was on the right side of history. You, with yeah. And it's hydrolyzed, so even people that have. Um, maybe have issues with dairy traditionally, usually mm-hmm. don't with hydrolyzed whey protein. And that's kind of how you're getting it now. And if you've dabbled in it in years past and had a hard time, you know, getting it to mix, I think it all, like the technology is really good on how well it mixes. And so mm-hmm. if you got a kind you like, I say stick with that. And especially if it's yeah. serving you, but, um, and then just pay attention to what sweetener they're using. Okay. Yeah. I don't ever look at that. So yeah. I should. So I would look at that, look at the ingredients and, you know, you want you want a minimal amount of ingredients. Mm-hmm. I just got one that's um, it's called like cinnamon cereal, and it probably has sugar added, and I don't care because I am putting it in everything, and it tastes so good. And so you're not making care. shakes; you're putting it in food. I'm putting I put it in my pancakes yesterday. I'm putting mm. it in like Greek yogurt. Like I have like no flavor Greek yogurt, and I put yeah. it in that, and it makes it People taste like it plain. has like a flavor. What plain? What I call it? No flavor. No flavor. <laughs> uh, you also I'm instead wacky. of toast, you call it uh, raw bread, right? <laughs> <laughs> raw toast. Uh, hot, hot bread. bread. Hot bread. Um, but so yeah, I'm put. I'm trying to put it in stuff because, like I like I said, I do not do well with it in like a drink. I just mm-hmm. hate it. I don't like the the ugh, grossest. Yeah. Man. So I have had, it's been not, it's been actually great. What's your favorite cinnamon great. cereal? Life? You like life? Or life cinnamon toast my crunch? Favorite. Cinnamon I like cinnamon toast, toast crunch. crunch too. Yeah, hell yeah. That but I like was, life better. Yeah, I, I kind of like life better. You like life better? Mm-hmm. There's something, I need weird, it to, there's something weird about it. Jackie likes it. Yeah. I, for me, when it comes to cereal, like the the closer it is to like dirt and sticks and twigs, the more I like it for some you reason. You like grape nuts? I love yeah. grape nuts. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much dirt. Exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> I literally like to pretend I'm just eating dirt, and it kind of makes me feel Arkansas. good. That's yeah. the Arkansas. That's the Arkansas back in, baby. 
But I love a sugary cereal too, but never, we have no, we don't have, we don't uh, have any cereal in our house. We're not like a cereal. No go family. with Corey. She loves it. But we just don't get it. We just like never get it. It's, we get, we go in spurts. We'll get some sometimes. And then what do you get when you're getting it, cereal? Me? Yeah. I get honey bunches of oats. Oh, I used to like that too. With almonds. Love. I like it a lot. And honey grams. I loved honey grams too. Or sorry, golden grams. Yeah, golden, golden grams. grams were, yeah, that was the only unhealthy good. cereal my mom would God. let us get. And I thought it was so fucking good. Mm. <laughs> I miss it now. Yeah. Um, they still do golden grams out there in the world? They must. Probably. They must. They still do all of the old ones. Yeah. Especially with that how popular Instagram popular. is. They got it. Right. You got to ju- you got to jump on that. Yeah, anything <laughs> Graham in the title, you got to fucking mm-hmm. stick with. Um, oh, you didn't like that, Aaron? I thought that was strong. <laughs> <laughs> Fart sounds from Aaron and Jack on my Instagram Golden Graham stuff. Oh, my God. I thought that was rock solid material. <laughs> Take it on the road. I could build that out into 30 minutes. <laughs> God. All right, people you do that thing or I'll come watch. Caught in the way to the watch. audience, people slapping tables and shit, <laughs> spilling drinks, <laughs> spitting drinks out. Uh, Cut to a Golden Graham sitting there just looking sad like Sherman Clump <laughs> and the Nutty Professor. <laughs> <laughs> God, Camera to- slowly pushing in on the Golden Graham as you're just r- ripping into it. If you ever try, if you ever go home for Christmas and you're not a director and you're like someone like, let's say me, and you go home for Christmas and you say those words, cut to blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and just watch your family just dead eye look at you like, what? Like, just like, what are you do- <laughs> What are you talking about? And I'm just like, it's, it is nice to be with people that can do that mm-hmm. and know what you're talking about. What's your favorite um, director lingo word, Jack? Hmm. Director lingo word. I like to say, I like to say cattywampus when I mean like Dutch angle, you know? So it's like, let's do a cattywampus (laughs) shot. I mean, that's like my lingo. I don't think that any other director says that. Um, And some people call it Dutch. I'll either say canted or cattywampus, um, but we do a lot of Dutch angles in our work. And so I'm saying that a lot. Uh, I never thought about other favorite words, (laughs) director lingo words. I mean, Jack is a great director. We've worked together a bunch of times. Many times, yeah. yeah. And Jack also, I should say, I, I forgot to mention this at the top, did the new intro music we have for the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That is Hell 100% yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack's a great musician, too. When did you start playing the piano and that stuff? And uh, were you taking lessons and everything? Or So I took, I took piano lessons very briefly as like a little kid, but I can't say I learned there. Um, Just by ear? Because I... Yeah, it, w- it mostly came from ear. I took a little, I took a music theory class in high school that like we had to sit at pianos the whole time and like occasionally use them, but we weren't really like playing. But because I was just sitting at one and we had headphones, I would just turn up the volume knob and not listen to the teacher and just like kind of start to figure out how things worked. And I did, I played trombone in the band. So I knew how to like Woo-woo. read. Aaron's a trombone I knew, I was, player too. Yeah, we're, we're fellow trombonists. Yep. Um, Tromboners, maybe. Nice. <laughs> Got him. You like that? Yeah. Um, I'll take that one. And so I already kind of had like music. I was able to read music from that. So it was able, I was able to sort of figure out the piano a little easier. But yeah, I mean, I did kind of the same thing for guitar. Like I just got one and 
Um, thankfully we had YouTube at that point. And so I was able to watch live videos. I didn't take any lessons, but I would like pull up Sufjan Stevens videos and like watch how he played. I actually learned the banjo first. And then that was able to teach my, once I learned how to do wow. the banjo, I was able to then transfer that knowledge to the guitar. Cause this, the last four strings are like essentially the same. Um, and then teach myself guitar. And then wow. Justin actually taught me my direct writing and directing partner. Justin was the one who like taught me how to use like logic, which is the software that like, you know, one of the <laughs> softwares that producers use to, to Sorry. make music with like midis and synths and stuff. And so from once I learned how to use that, then I was like, okay, now I can like make music. I mean, I was already kind of making music before that, but now I can make on a whim. I can just like whip up something, you know? Truly, That's so fun. I mean, listen to the theme; it's it's fucking awesome. And um, and that was like w with like like very cryptic, minimal notes from us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. I think you just said Scarface. You were like Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> I just like Push your. It to the I limit. just I like your uh, directing and writing partner just being like, I'm going to teach you logic. Yeah. And just that being the, just like as a person that didn't know that was a program. Yeah. You're thinking ipso um, facto, like, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to teach you logic yeah. now. This means mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Before, I mean, we had to, we taught each other Photoshop. We taught each other basically how to do editing softwares. Like we, we became a duo before all that, like tutorials and stuff like that were like a thing. And so you had to just share what you knew with each other. It was a beautiful time. These guys are <laughs> I love it. like we did, you know, we would do like dumb stuff at funny or die. And I would think, mm -hmm. well, that didn't work at all. And then I would see the final thing and it would be so good. And I was like, I don't even remember us doing that. And they would, <laughs> and then Jack would say like, Oh no, I just went through all 500 hours of footage. And that was something when we weren't even <laughs> filming, we just <laughs> caught that in like, so I was just like, Jesus Christ, these guys are fucking freaks, you know, <laughs> big old RoboCop poster in the office. That, um, and sometimes the fun stuff would be when like you would just get so like, cause sometimes the producers would just go rogue and they would like, pull some actors and pull some directors or some editors and just kind of like assemble a project. So every now and then we would just show up to set and be like, Oh, Stanger's on this video today. Yeah. Sweet. Like, cause somebody else just kind of like threw it all together. Cause it happened so quickly. And those are the most fun because all of us were just sort of like, oh, we don't know what we're going to get here today, but it was like fun. We were usually proud of the end result because we were like, Hey, we did it. We had something fun. Yeah. We did this Tom Petty one and like, yes. You, so like the way it worked at funny or die, you know, which has, was a relatively predatory business and as far yes. as like taking advantage of people, but whatever I, <laughs> I, you know, I made but there some, were good times had, yeah, there were good times had because the people there were really fun. Um, yeah. regardless of like them, you know, probably everybody being taken advantage of. We were all kind of every person there completely underpaid in, yeah. in the most egregious way. We were all in it together. And every once in a while, like something would leak out to where it'd be like, Oh, they were spending $1 million on this job and I made 50 yeah. bucks. <laughs> yeah. And then it was yep. like two chains made a hundred thousand dollars or something. <laughs> but so like I was on some short list because I was like gullible and would just do everything and like would just do an okay job. And so like, I got a call like at 10 PM, like, Hey, will you come in and play Tom Petty in this thing? And I'm like yeah. 200 pounds. I was like, um, I, I'm not, I don't really do a Tom Petty and I, I don't look like Tom Petty. And they're like, well, if you want to do it, you come in and play Tom Petty. And I was just like, okay. 
And then the, you know, I, I didn't really fully understand what, what it was yeah. or why they wanted me or why I was even there. And so and we essentially got the same call. We were just like, Hey, we need you guys to direct this Tom Petty video that's shooting tomorrow morning. And we just showed up and it was like, Oh sweet. Stanger's in this. Yeah. Okay. We're, we'll have fun at least. Right. And so then we did this, we, we worked on it together and like, you know, they would, you know, throw alts at me and we improvised and it was basically just me kind of like driving a car in front of a green screen all just mimicking. Yeah. It's just miming. <laughs> yeah. And it ended up being something I'm proud of. Like it was yeah. like a fun thing that people liked and got picked up by some mm -hmm. publications and stuff, but it was, you know, yeah, you are Tom Petty to me now. Like when I, when I imagine <laughs> Tom Petty, I'm just imagining you as Tom Petty. <laughs> Wow, that's huge. Yeah, so it was. It was ended up being like a fun experience. I'll send you the uh, the link, Aaron. You'll be one of. Please, I'd love to put it online. Fifty million people. I think we got nominated for a Peabody. I'm not sure, but oh I'll yeah, have to look yeah, into it. Oh Tom. wow, that's huge! Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Congrats, you two. Tom Petty loved it. Um, <laughs> so anyway, R.I.P. R.I.P. Man, don't do R.I.P. William Friedkin too. I know. So crazy sad. stuff. Hey. People we're we're doing down. an emergency exorcist episode on, on cinema possessed, uh, to do a little tribute to him. He's, he's a, um, a notorious character in like cinema, Aaron, like a great director, mm -hmm. but also just a fucking quote machine, you know, yes. like totally spoke his mind and would just say the, the wildest shit ever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> so it's really sad that he's gone because he was like, you know, he was never careful about what he said. Let's just put it that no. way. Yeah. No. And so it's Hilarious. sad well, that he's dead. I'll check out the I'll check out the Exorcist and I'll check out your podcast. Watch track. The Exorcist yes. with your parents. Religious folks, they'll enjoy. Have it. you never seen the The Exorcist, Aaron? I haven't. I think it's worth watching. I do too. I think it's a must watch. <laughs> yeah. It's a okay. classic. All right. I'll and I think it. It, we, we, when, when we watched it, we watched it with Corey's mom. She had never seen it before and she was terrified. She found it, you know, we were, she was like, I wonder if I'll find this scary now. And she did. She found it very scary. So it still works. Well, my dad turned off Twister in the first five minutes. Speaking of. Because the dad Twister. dies at the beginning um, of that movie. He was like, this is anti-dad. He did. He just is a, he's like, I don't watch movies that make me sad or scared. He's like, I don't know the point. And uh -huh. so I don't think I could convince He'd him. He'd love the exorcist. the exorcist. He'd be yeah. fucking laughing his ass off the whole time. <laughs> you know, maybe he would. Maybe he would. Uh, nothing sad or scary about it at all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Right. Happy go lucky. Good to me. Feel good movie of 1973. He might like it because um, Jason Miller and it is uh, Jason Patrick's our dad. <laughs> <laughs> so Wait, huh? Jason Patrick in what? The actor. <laughs> uh huh. Jason Patrick. The his dad is Jason Miller. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. I know he has another, because we just did a movie called Teen Witch that has a, um, I forget the actor's name, but he is also Jason Miller's son. Yeah. He ended up, um, yeah. Just, Jason he's in, he's in like pretty a, tragic life, you know, mm -hmm. sad, ultimately died of like alcoholism, but. Um, a, a lot of tragedy connected to the exorcist, yeah. to be honest. But a great actor. Well, good luck with your, um, mm -hmm. your episode. Jack. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited. There's a lot to talk about with that one. There's tons mm-hmm. of, and, you know, especially if you've uh, read the Friedkin book and all that kind of stuff. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like mm-hmm. fun stuff to talk about. I've listened to the Friedkin book three times. Yeah. I always listen to it too, because he does the, the, the reading on audible and it's hysterical. Yes. <laughs> uh, Ooh. We will end this show now. Is there any questions you have for us, Jack? Outside, you asked some. I think they were great I questions. I think I tossed them all out Good. there. I think, yeah, I think that's everything for me. Um, well, great. Yeah. Well, this is getting to be uh, the length of an action, boys. So we got to. Yeah, we'll, we'll end it. We'll end it. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Jack, anything you want to promote besides a great podcast, Cinema Possessed? You got to go out, listen to Cinema Possessed Pod. Uh, we talk movies. It's basically me and my writing and directing partner, Justin. We both have huge. DVD and Blu-ray collections. So every week we pull one off the shelf. We rewatch the movie. We watch all the bonus features. And then we uh, we talk about it and we we sort of see, you know, we discuss what it was about it that originally like made us buy the movie in the first place. And we we sort of discuss do how do we feel about it now? How have we evolved? What does the movie uh, mean to us now? And um it's fun. You know, it's really just an excuse to talk movies and, uh, we're both filmmakers. So we're not only talking about like the context of the movie and, and, and theories and what things mean and stuff, but we're also kind of breaking down the filmmaking process in it and, and talking about it the way we would when we like meet up and talk about movies together. Um, and yeah, the interesting thing about it has sort of that we didn't really anticipate was that it's kind of become like, uh, because we own these movies and we have these different relationships to each one, we end up like uh, kind of talking about our lives through it, but like through the filter of these movies that we love. And so it's been this kind of interesting document of like our history as like our lives. So that's been kind of a fun added bonus for us is like, Oh, it's like, you know, we're there's a little, I've cried like 10 times doing the podcast because Aww. we end up getting really personal about what the, what it reminds us of and stories about our lives when it, you know, I almost cried today when we were talking about all the pornography I looked at, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, ultimately too, it's just kind of like a movie appreciation podcast. You know, we own the movies, so naturally we're going to like most of them. Um, we do run into the occasional one where we're like, this one doesn't hold up quite as much as it used to. But for the most part, we come out of every episode being like, this is why we like movies. You know, like uh, I feel like it's real easy to get jaded in this industry and uh, look at what movies are coming out today and be sort of like, you know, is what do I like about this anymore? Especially if you're trying to make features and make television um, you start to be judgmental about it all. So it's just like nice to go back and watch all these movies and, and, and remember like why we got invested in this business in the first place and like what it is we love about it. So hopefully that rubs off on listeners when, when they, when they listen to it. So I love it. Love it. It's a great show. I'm a proud patron of it. Um, hell yeah. Uh, so and then uh, social media, Jack and Justin have an Instagram. Yeah. Jack and Justin have an Instagram. Instagram. I'm at uh, Instagram at meet Virginia. That's M E A T Virginia. Nice. Like the train song. Um, no regrets. There. And yeah. Hey, if you're, uh, if you need a, some commercial directors, we'll direct your commercials while that's still allowed to do. Allowed. Yeah. <laughs> guys, these guys are the best in the business uh, for us. Um, the worst in the business. Um, you can find us. <laughs> That's at what they call us. Ask the dumbbells <laughs> at gmail.com. We got it. We got that one. People were concerned if whether or not we were going to be able to get that 
Um, you got it at gmail.com too? We got it at, at Gmail. gmail. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You got it. Couldn't get it at Hotmail, but got it at Gmail. So we wow. bet on the right <laughs> Big horse. Time. Uh, Big time. Yeah. And then at the dumbbells for all social media. Right, Aaron? At the dumbbells? You got it. What we, at the dumbbells. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the good stuff. It's uh, Twitter's mm. X now or something. Oh yeah, at X. Well, mine now says mine says X, and then in parentheses it says previously Twitter. <laughs> 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 Nothing clunky about that whole change. That's and incredible. pretty soon they'll just drop the X, and it'll just be called previously Twitter. <laughs> previously Twitter. Taking a page out of uh, keep it in the parentheses. Yeah. <laughs> Artist. Um, and yeah, so if you guys have questions, comments, or concerns for us, you want to weigh in about where you discovered <laughs> pornography, uh, <laughs> you know, holler at us at any one of those. It's a safe space, clearly, because we uh, definitely <laughs> offered up a lot. Um, on behalf, and if you, if anyone out there finds that Sin City tape, like on you know Pornhub or whatever, Ooh. please email it to at the ask the dumbbells at no. gmail.com. <laughs> please email it. At, please don't. Aaron doesn't need another repeat of the Janko jeans guy. If you know, from fifth grade. <laughs> No, no, I'd love to see what's going on in porn. <laughs> Scary, uh, without consent, uh, flashing situation. Uh, on behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan, we are the Dumbbells, and our wonderful guest today, Jack C. C is in Clark Bishop. We like mm-hmm. to remind everybody out there listening to Train Dirty, Eat Clean, and Live in Between. Nice. Bye. Y'all, thank you so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast. 